when it comes to being consistent, if you have a goal in mind, if you're working hard, driving hard towards one particular mark, there are no distractions because you know what you need to do. You know where you're going. So think about that. Next time you feel like I've been inconsistent, I dropped the ball. Think about, well, where were you trying to go to begin with? Did you have a clear goal? Did you have a clear idea about where you were going and why you were trying to get there? And if your answer is no to any of those questions, chances are you weren't consistent because I will tell you, putting out a podcast week after week and for me now twice a week is not easy. It isn't. And that's the reason why almost 70% of podcasts are no longer producing any episodes. It's not easy. Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pele, and welcome to episode 99 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. For this episode, I'm sharing three habits of consistent people. When people ask me for advice on starting a podcast, I tell them that starting a podcast is relatively easy. You can probably Google things and figure it out. The hard part is remaining consistent, improving on your last episode, and then marketing the episodes you've spent hours on producing. With our 100th episode being released next week, as well as the two-year anniversary of the show coming up, I wanted to share a few ways I've been able to stay consistent with producing the show. Listen to the end of this episode because I have an exciting announcement about how we're celebrating this milestone. Also, heads up that this episode was recorded during our weekly Instagram Live, so you'll hear me responding to questions and comments from the audience. Before we hear the rest of the episode, I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes. I know I ask this every week, but with our 100th episode coming up, I really do need your help with getting the word out about our show. And you know, one way you could do that is by leaving a review on iTunes. With that, let's go off script as I share three habits of consistent people. This is all coming on the back of my podcast reaching 100 episodes early next week. We're going to be issuing or publishing our 100th episode. So that got me thinking about the fact that only 35% of podcasts out there are still producing episodes one year in. So you can imagine the drop-off rate there when there are millions really of podcasts out there right now. So I wanted to talk about how people are able to remain consistent. What sorts of habits do you have to build or have in place in order to remain consistent? For me, these have been habits that I have used as I worked my way up Wall Street. I started as an analyst on Wall Street and worked my way up to vice president. So these habits came into play there. Now, as I'm building my own company, Pele & Co., it's a digital strategy agency where we work with women-led companies who are looking to scale, pivot, or launch their businesses. And these are three habits that I have used in those instances as well. So if you're interested in picking up good habits, maybe that are working for other people who are consistent as they produce content, as they build their brands, stick around. When you think about the goals that people have as far as what they're trying to be consistent with. We're on Instagram right now and people are constantly thinking about how they can be consistent as far as the content that they're putting out, regularity or the quality of the content that they're putting out. 
The queen of consistency, I like to say, is Maddie James. I follow her here on Instagram, and she has been a guest on our podcast. And she, if anyone, she is someone who's extremely consistent as far as the quality of the content she puts out, as far as the level of information that she gives out, she's consistent. So when you think about all of your faves in the business world and the influencer world, think about what are those traits that they all seem to have that we want to emulate. And in looking at that for myself, and then also kind of looking around me, I have noticed these three trends and I wanted to share them with you all today. So number one is to have a growth mindset. Now, this is a concept that was created by a researcher named Carol Dweck. And it's kind of interesting the sorts of experiments they do on kids. But Carol Dweck did an experiment with kids where she went into a school, she praised one group of kids for how smart they were. So when you think about someone as smart, you think about it being innate, something that they were born with, right? So they praised one group of kids for being smart, and then they praised the other group of kids for being hardworking. So when they introduced new tasks, the same tasks to those two groups of kids that had been conditioned to either respond to praise about how naturally smart they were or how hardworking they were, the kids who were praised for being smart choked when it came time to new tasks or they just kind of melted down because they were told that new tasks came to them or came easily because they were smart. And if for some reason they didn't get it naturally, they weren't inclined to work hard to figure it out. They weren't used to failure. Whereas the other kids that were praised for working hard, they weren't afraid of failure. In their minds, they thought, as long as I work hard at something, I can figure it out. They had a growth mindset. And the kids with a growth mindset, kids who are conditioned to have a growth mindset, tend to be the ones who are the most resilient. They bounce back from failure, from hardship, what have you. And in the long run, a growth mindset is one that's going to really help you succeed. So bringing it back to what are the habits of people who are consistent and that consistency leads to success is they have a growth mindset. So bringing it back to myself personally, I started this podcast with no audience. It's not like I was successful in other arenas in the public eye and then decided, hey, let me bring my audience over to my podcast. I didn't have an audience at all. I've talked about the fact that it's something I regret about my time in corporate America that I didn't build a personal brand of my own on the side. So that's number one is I didn't have any sort of an audience, but I decided to go ahead and start a podcast anyway. And my mindset going in was that I'm open to failure. I'm not connected to any specific outcome and I'm going to learn as I go. I will figure it out. I had a growth mindset around starting a podcast. I had a growth mindset around launching Pele & Co. Now, I had all the credentials, I would say, to launch a digital strategy consultancy, but I had never run one myself. And so having a growth mindset around the things that I'm, I am capable of doing really helped me build that consistency muscle because I wasn't afraid to fail and I was open to trying new things. So when you think about yourself and you're wondering why it is you're not consistent at doing whatever it is that you're trying to be consistent at doing, just go ahead and take a look at what it is that's blocking you from being consistent. Are you attached to perfection? Are you attached to specific outcomes? And 
Are you afraid that like the kids who thought they were innately smart, are you afraid of failure? Because if you're afraid of failure, if you don't have a growth mindset, you are less likely to be consistent at whatever it is that you're working on. So that's number one. So number two on the list is to always have a clear goal in mind. So had I started a podcast and thought, ah, I'm just going to see how it goes. And if I didn't really have a reason I wanted to do this, and if I didn't have any goals in mind, I probably would flounder. There is a concept called pod fade, which is podcasts start to produce episodes less and less and less and less consistently. And then pretty soon you don't, you don't hear from them, which is why when people are looking for new podcasts, they tend to be hesitant to form a relationship with a podcast because they don't want to enjoy content. And then all of a sudden you disappear, which is why they love to happen upon and this is from my personal experience, I like to happen upon podcasts that have been producing content for a long time because I know that there's a backlog that I can binge listen. And I can also learn about the progression of the individuals. And you form a very intimate relationship when, with people when you're listening to them in your ears week after week or however often the podcasts are coming out. So the fact that you do have an arsenal of content already does help people feel a little bit more secure in building a relationship with you and trusting you. But that was a little bit of an aside, but always start with a clear goal in mind and make sure that you've tied some actions that are tied to time. So, or some timely actions, let's say. When I first started the podcast, I wanted to reach as many people as possible within my target audience. And my goal was to at least have a thousand downloads by the end of the first year that I started. I didn't have a, a huge goal. And I think there are other people who start podcasts that are breakout stars when they start. That hasn't been my story. I've built inch by inch. But to begin with, I thought I want a thousand downloads of my episodes. And I had to work backwards on how to accomplish that. Now, fast forward to today, I have 4,000 people that listen to my little podcast. For someone who started with no audience whatsoever, I think that's a feat, right? Because just think about it. When Can you fill a room with 4,000 people? Not most rooms, right? Most rooms could probably fit 100 people. So think about what that size of an audience means. So I was very intentional. And even fast forwarding to today, one of my goals that I have for the podcast is every month I try to have a 20% increase in my downloads. And I've been able to isolate what my levers are. What are the things I do that cause an uptick in downloads. And I pull those levers and I try to push my limits. Now, going back to my first point about having a growth mindset, one of the things that someone with a growth mindset is open to doing is changing and pivoting. If, if one tactic is not working, I'm not attached. I will easily pivot to something else. I will try something different. If you look at the podcast Instagram page, you will notice I've tried different formats of posting on there. I've tried different things. I want to see what my audience is responding to. And once you find a recipe that works, drive hard on it. But first, you need to have specific goals. One of the things that I love about Maddie James, I'll bring her up again, is for her this year, she has a goal of getting to 100,000 followers. And I admire 
the way she's been driving at that goal and she's posting three to four times a day and doing all these amazing things to get there because she's consistently working through the formula she's identified works for her it's admirable to see that she's reaching her goal slowly not slowly but surely pretty quickly so that's been the same thing for me i have identified what my goal is i know how long it is i want to take to to attain that goal and then i know the levers i need to pull in order to do that for me that means posting more often for me that also means being intentional about the quality of content and guests I put out there. That means getting on other people's platforms, which you're going to see me doing more and more often. So I am clear about what it's going to take to get me to that next level. And I'm not open to gimmicks. I, you'll find that I'm going to be straightforward about my approach. I'm not going to do the buy followers. I'm not going to be doing the kind of ring around the rosy, follow me giveaway circuit. That's just not how I want to build a sustainable business and brand for myself. So you have to be intentional about why you're doing things. You have to put goals around your why, and you have to make sure that those goals are timely because when it comes to being consistent, if you have a goal in mind, if you're working hard, driving hard towards one particular mark, there there are no distractions because you know what you need to do. You know where you're going. So think about that. Next time you feel like I've been inconsistent, I dropped the ball. Think about, but where were you trying to go to begin with? Did you have a clear goal? Did you have a clear idea about where you were going and why you were trying to get there? And if your answer is no to any of those questions, chances are you weren't consistent because I will tell you, putting out a podcast week after week and for me now twice a week is not easy. It isn't. And that's the reason why almost 70% of podcasts are no longer producing any episodes. It's not easy. When people hear about my podcast and they hear that I've been doing it for quite some time, they ask me, oh, so how do you do do it? And I like to say that starting a podcast is fairly easy. You can figure out how to put together all all the moving parts. There are a few of them, but you can figure it out. What's difficult is being consistent. What's difficult is iterating and innovating to get yourself to the next level. What's difficult is starting at square one and having zero listens and having nobody liking anything you do. It's difficult to keep going when that's the case for you, right? So when people say they want to have a podcast, I always ask them to make sure that they are clear on why they're starting that podcast. Because if you're not able to sustain, if you're not able to remain consistent, if you're not able to keep the quality at a high level, you may as well not start to begin with. So think about your why, think about your goals, make sure that you have a growth mindset around the things that you're trying to accomplish. Also, when you have goals, track the metrics that surround the goals. That's how I know whether or not I'm hitting the 20% increased rate in my downloads per month is because I'm tracking, I'm paying attention to my metrics. I know which episodes are most successful, what kind of guests are most successful, what kind of listener I need to be targeting in my marketing, right? You need to be paying attention and tracking those metrics. Otherwise, how do you know whether or not the levers you're pulling are working? So that's number two. Number three is that people who are consistent and as a result successful they have a process and they stick to that process until it becomes second nature. So 
For me personally, I have a process for pitching podcast guests. I have a process for pitching new client business on the consulting side. I have a process in place for publishing the podcast. I know how long it takes from recording with a guest all the way to marketing. Now, note that I didn't say from recording all the way to pushing publish because publishing a podcast is only part of the process. After that, you've got to let people know that there's a podcast out there to be listened to. You have to market it. So how long does it take me to get from actually, I would even say from pitching a guest to recording with them to now marketing the episode? I understand what the steps are in that process. I understand how long it takes me to get through all of those processes. And as a result, those processes have become second nature to me. After two years, I know it front and back. Right. So you got to know what your process is. You can't do things differently every single time. Now, taking it back to our last episode where I talked about balancing entrepreneurship and motherhood, I talked about the fact that you got to make sure your house is clean from a business perspective, from a process perspective. You got to clean things up so that people can step in easily and help you. So that's the next step for me from a podcast perspective, from a business perspective. I'm bringing in help. And before you bring in help, you have to have documented your processes. You need SOPs. You need standard operating procedures so that people can come in and help you. It's difficult to ask for help when your house is a hot mess because people are not going to want to come back in there. People won't even want to step in. They look in, they're like, oh, this place is just a hot mess. I don't know what's going on. I'm out. Too much work. So Help yourself out by making sure that your processes are clear, that they're repeatable, that you can eventually make them habits that you could do with your eyes closed and tied behind your back, right? That's something that's been helpful to me in staying consistent with producing a podcast week after week, twice a week, because I have a process that I have put in place. It was uncomfortable to start with. I had to tweak it and I'm still tweaking it. But the majority of that process has become second nature. It's become a habit. And that process makes it easier for me to become and stay consistent. Now, applying that to other things you have out there, I know some of you might be influencers where you're looking to produce content more consistently so that brands notice you. Now, I love hearing this all the time. I've heard it multiple times from people who are killing it in the influencer game where they talk about the fact that brands come and they see your arsenal of work, your body of work, and they think, oh, wow, she's been doing this consistently. She knows what she's doing. And as a result, I can trust her with it. Bringing it back to myself in this podcast, the announcement I told you about at the top of our conversation here is for our 100th episode, we're doing a giveaway with brands that I started using as a result of my entrepreneurial journey. If you're a solopreneur, you understand that you're heavily reliant on software as a service. You're heavily reliant on tools online that help you get your business a little bit more efficient. And some of the tools that I use and some of the things that have helped me in my entrepreneurial journey and with producing this podcast, I've been able to reach out to those brands and they're partnering with us for a giveaway. So my audience, you guys can get a sense for what the tools are that I love to use and they are helping you guys also get some of them for free. So I'm really, really excited to announce 
who those brands are that I'm partnering with for our 100th episode giveaway. If you're on my email list, you're going to hear first who those brands are. And if you are following the She's Off Script podcast Instagram page, you will hear about it Monday, August 24th. That's when we're announcing the people we're partnering with to give away bringing it back to number three and the idea of being consistent. If I didn't have a body of work to show, if I didn't let people and these brands see that I'm trustworthy, that the caliber of the work I put out there is going to represent their brands well, they wouldn't feel comfortable saying yes to me. Now, I have to say, I was a little hesitant and Sometimes people just smack me in the back of the head because they, they tell me, you're always hyping everyone else up. But when it comes to you, you always think people will say no. And when I ask, people say yes. And so really, it, I think that's just something about women who are always more comfortable working on behalf of other people and defending other people. But when it comes to ourselves, we're like, eh, is that for me? But yeah, I was able to reach out. I was able to really show what I've been doing. And they said, absolutely, yes, we want to work with you, which just was amazing to see because I want you guys to have the benefit of some of the tools that I think are amazing to have in your business. If you're a new entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur, these are tools And not all of them are tools either. So I'm also excited about that piece of it that you need to share. Some of them are in the self-care category because you know that as entrepreneurs, there are times where we let ourselves go. We don't take care of ourselves as well as we need to take care of ourselves. And I wanted to share a couple of the brands that I have been using in my self-care process as an entrepreneur as well. So those were the three points. Those are the three habits of consistent people. And I would love to hear from you all. What are your questions around what it takes to be consistent as a podcast host? Or what are your questions on really anything? I'd love to hear your thoughts. So your question, I see Tola was, what was the hardest part of getting your podcast off the ground? So for me, the hardest part was getting guests to come on. When you talk about the fact that podcasts are difficult to produce, if you're doing an interview style podcast and you want to have guests on, you need to have number one, guests that are interesting and also then guests that other people would recognize to some extent. So that was difficult for me because no one knew me. So I'm fortunate enough to have people within my immediate circle that I was able to have on the podcast. And then from there, they introduced me to other people. And after I got a few of those interviews under my belt, then I was able to just reach out blindly to people. And I'm thankful that they were, they said yes to me. And that has snowballed because you better believe when you reach out to someone for the first time and they don't know you, the first thing they do is Google you. And we've talked about on this show about having a personal brand and having some sort of an online footprint that speaks for itself. So people turn around, they Google me, they see what I'm about and they think, okay, this is a brand that I would not mind being associated with. And they say, yes, there are others who they are always open to saying yes and giving up and comers a chance just because they value the ability to have their story out there, no matter how small the audience is. I love seeing this on online when I'm scrolling on Instagram. I'll see in the comments of people I've had on the show that someone will say, 
I, I found you on the She's Off Script podcast. And I'm just like, what? I mean, I, I love seeing that because it's incredible that I'm introducing my followers to new people who then will become followers of theirs. And I'm, I'm glad to, to lend at least the little piece of help I can to the ecosystem that we have going on here. So another question here, when starting a new brand or building a brand, what would you say is the best way to build your footprint, like social media or a website? So um, I'm so excited that you asked this question. Are you like a plant? (laughs) Um, Because no, I appreciate the question because I am launching or redoing my whole website. This is two years in, and I'm now getting a more professional looking website. It's been DIY to this point. And I I love this quote from Jordan Gill that we had on the podcast. And she said she made six figures and she had no website. So don't feel like you need to focus on the website first, because if you're about your business, if you have something to offer, people will be drawn to the value you can give them, not necessarily the need to have the window dressing of a website. But I would say if you're looking to build a personal brand and online footprint, first pick a home where the people you are trying to offer value to live. Where do they live? A lot of the the people, the women I serve live on Instagram. So that's where I am. I don't do a lot on Facebook. I don't do a lot on Twitter. The majority of the people that I serve are here. So I've picked Instagram as my home. Now, the second thing you want to do is figure out what your platform is. What is it that you want to talk about? Pick three or four themes or ways in which you're going to talk about the thing that you're sharing, your story, and do that on the platform. So before you even have anything to sell, I would say, let people get to know you. Let people get to know your story on a consistent basis. And then once they trust you, then you can build on the offerings that you have. You can offer them whatever it is that you're looking to offer them as a business. But first, when you look at building a a platform or a personal brand of your own. Um, the reason I brought this up is that this is going to be a free download on the new website that I'm launching is going to be a kind of a, a brand building guide for people who are newly building personal brands. Because I found that that's something that I did not have as I was working a nine to five. So this is something that's helpful for anyone who has a nine to five or is a new entrepreneur or a side hustler. And you're trying to figure out this very question, how do I build a personal brand for myself? So I would say download that when it comes out. But those are the two main things I would focus on is find your online home where your people live and figure out what your message is going to be and consistently share that with them. So I saw someone co-sign your question. Call her chip said she's asking all the great questions. Thanks, Tola. Yes, you, you did ask a very good question. So I'm so glad that you guys are saying that you're going to need this download. And I would say that's part of building a personal brand is listening to what people need. I've gotten asked this question so many times. And whenever we've had podcast episodes around personal brand building, I've seen a lot of people um, download it and interact with that kind of content. So that tells me that when people are looking to build businesses and build brands, one of the areas in which they find difficult is building a personal brand. Now, it's interesting because I was told, even when I was working with my, in my nine to five, that I was great at establishing a brand for myself within the four corners or four walls of the, the corporation I worked for. 
so now I've been able to take those brand building tools that I had learned within the company. Because when you're within a company, you're building a brand because you want people to think of you first when they have whatever XYZ project to run. I I got a reputation for being someone who was well-spoken and could run meetings well. Therefore, I got global opportunities. I got chances to run global projects because they could trust me in front of senior leadership. And so that's part of my personal brand when I was in the corporate space, but also that's part part of my personal brand now. If you ask my mom, she calls me Anokesia, which is I'm Ashanti, I'm Ghanaian by heritage. I was born in Ghana. And my mom calls me Anukasia, meaning big mouth. Like she's like, that mouth of yours is gonna take you places. So <laughs> she says it affectionately. Um, but also if you know the story of African parents, the insults also that the slights come off as, you know, their form of complimenting you. So basically I've put that to good use in the boardroom now with this podcast and when I'm talking to clients as well. So I'm able to communicate effectively. That's a part of my personal brand. Now, today I communicate, yes, on the other side of a mic, (laughs) my sister's on here and she's just dying because she knows it's true. (laughs) Um, So today I communicate through imagery. I get asked a lot from people who takes your pictures. I take my own pictures. Um, I frame them up. And sometimes if I need the extra help, then I I pull hubby over or even my now seven-year-old, I'll frame it. I'm just like, girl, push this button. She pushes it. She does a great job. So I've learned how to storytell on my Instagram feed as well. And now I do that for my clients as well. I help them figure out what their content strategy needs to look like, how to communicate what value they have on the grid. So really, you got to figure out what your personal brand is and how you want to show people what value you're able to offer them. So that is, I guess, a very long-winded answer to your question. And I appreciate you asking those questions. I will be sure to let everyone know when the new website is live. I've been working hard on it. You kind of get into the habit where you're doing this sort of thing for clients, but then you put yourself on the back burner. But for me now, it's time. It's time to, to get that all out there. And then a reminder of the fact that this coming Monday, we're going to have the giveaway for our 100th episode of the She's Off Script podcast. And coincidentally, this is also our two-year anniversaries coming up next week. Um, So I want to celebrate with you all. So I appreciate seeing those ones as well. Um, If you're not on my email list, get on there. So you're one of the first to hear about really anything I'm doing, but specifically about the giveaway that's getting announced. Thank you. I appreciate the congratulations. You guys all have a good rest of your week and we'll see you next week. Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you enjoy listening to our show, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network. Between episodes, you can find me on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Offscript, or you can catch up on past episodes at She's Offscript.com. See you on the next one.